All right, folks, we've done it. I've got nothing but good news today. Good news is we live in a dystopia. We can no longer say a dystopian future. We can no longer call it science fiction. We're here. It's here. It's come. It's arrived. Congrats. Why that's good news, I'll tell you in a bit. The reason that it's it's here, well, I mean, there's there's a gazillion reasons, but oh my goodness, today I saw one of the most horrifying videos I've ever seen. It wanted to make me cry. It made me very angry. Just a lot of emotions, which I have no problem admitting to you. Maybe you've seen this video make the rounds. It is of a family that are coming together for the first time, I assume in a very long time. An elderly couple, the grandparents are there, and they're able for the first time in so long to hug their sons and daughters and their grandkids. What a wonderful story. This is a story to give hope to folks who are worried about the future and the virus and lockdowns, right? No. No, 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 no. Because the reason that this family came together for the first time in who knows how long and were able to hug each other for the first time in who knows how long actually show physical affection and the touch that human beings need so much in order to survive and thrive and be healthy. The reason they were able to do this is because they voluntarily built an apparatus such that plastic was between them. They could put their arms through the plastic where there were plastic sleeves so that they could wrap around their loved one in plastic. They could press their faces up against each other in plastic. Oh, my goodness. The horror. We, we just came through Halloween season. Um, I, I love watching uh, horror movies during October. Nothing, nothing was as scary as this video. Not even close. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it's unbelievably sad. It, it's infuriating. It, and it is just frightening. Now, there have been thousands of people, or tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands, whatever the number may be, who have been devastatingly affected by the lockdowns when it comes to seeing their loved ones. And there are countless heart-wrenching videos of elderly folks who are in nursing homes or whatever the facility may be, where their loved ones come to visit them and they have to speak through plastic or through glass. There are ones where the elderly uh, family members don't really understand why. Just devastating. Absolutely devastating. You know, to have an elderly family member who is might be in the last year of life, the last few months, and this is their life, basically trapped in a prison, not even able to touch their family members, to feel that warmth and that love that, again, we as humans need so much. And on the other side of that, on the other side of the age spectrum or, or the children who are being raised right now in, in a frightening world that they also don't understand, where everyone is wearing masks, people are staying uh, away from each other, not hugging each other. And it is so important for kids to get that affection early in life. I mean, again, study after study after study. Before all this happened, not clouded by, you know, what we should do about this virus. So much information that tells us how important it is to have that physical touch early in life and those displays of affection. 
and and that is being taken away from them during the most important years of development right now. And on the other side of the spectrum, it's being taken away from people who are on their way out, who have very few days left. And you know what happens when you're at the end? I mean, I don't know, of course, but you hear stories, you hear people, you hear testimony. When you're, when you're in those last days, boy, do you want and desire the affection that maybe you, maybe you looked past in, in years prior. Maybe it wasn't so important to you, and now it really is. But now we're denying them it. It's absolutely heart-wrenching. Now, it's one thing if the state tells you you cannot be in the same room with your family member. That, in and of itself, is horrible. Of course, it's also one thing when the private institution that your family member is a resident of is telling you that's something separate. Also horrible, but Hopefully, there's a market where you might be able to move your family member if it was important enough to you to somewhere else that would allow you to. But it's one thing when the state says you can't do this and puts glass up or plastic up between you and your family member. It is a whole other thing when you voluntarily do it. Now, I am not chastising this family. Please don't get me wrong here. I do not want people to make fun of this family. I am not making fun of this family. They, in their world right now, with their understanding of things, came up with a way to see each other. That's wonderful, okay? It's wonderful that they were, and, and you know, I mean, you hear two sides of the coin even in the video because you hear one of the elderly folks saying early on in the video, kind of like, I, I don't like this. I, I think that's, that's the exact quote. I don't like this you know, using the plastic, and it makes you feel very sad. But then at the end, toward the end of the video, you, you hear one of them say something very positive. You know, this is wonderful, this is wonderful. Well, of course it's wonderful for them um, when they haven't seen their family for so long and, they're, and they haven't been able to touch them. And now, yes, it's through plastic, but hey, they, they get to see them. They get to, you know, kind of, I guess, feel their uh, cheek pressed against them and, and, and wrap their arms around them. Of course, to them, it's wonderful. I, I, I do not want this family to be chastised. They are operating the best of their ability with their understanding. I would love for someone to educate them, to take them away from the world of fear. But that's, that's a whole different story. But it is horrifying to see what the propaganda has done to us when we have people voluntarily only touching family members through a a makeshift plastic apparatus where you have plastic sleeves. <laughs> oh, it is a dystopia. We're living in the dystopia. It is now. It is not later. It is not in the future. It is now. Of course, when the government tells you that you have to close your business, that you're not essential, that you have to stay in your house, that there's a curfew, you know, that you can't see your family members that you have to wear a mask on your face, that you have to have a, a negative test, or you have to have a vaccine in order to engage in commerce of one way or another. All of those things are reasons why there's a dystopia. But more than anything, it is in the minds of the citizens that create the dystopia. The propaganda has won. Propaganda being irresponsibly pushed by the government, and the media, and we're, we're entering into the age of 1984, where words are being redefined, 
where we're ignoring the past or changing the past. Again, hey, don't worry about that model that showed that at this point there should be millions dead in the United States when there is a small fraction of that. Don't pay any attention to that. Let's have somebody erase that from the record, right? The level of cognitive dissonance is amazing, but that's what doublethink is. We have entered into that world. And to see citizens, again, we've talked about the, you know, if you want to call them the Karens or whatever it is, and the, <laughs> those people exist on both sides. But we've talked about where people are coming from with regard to, you know, where the wear your damn mask crowd. How they've been so blinded and they've taken that on as an identity and, and it's just inflating their ego. I'm right, you're wrong, all of that stuff. But boy, boy oh boy, was this video horrifying to watch. But again, as I began, it's good news. It's wonderful news. Why? Because people want to live in a dystopia. I'm going to say that again. People want to live in a dystopia. We are getting what we want. People love this. It's one of the reasons that you have those the, the wear your damn mask crowd. They want to live under a trial such as a global pandemic. How many movies do we create? Now, you can have people saying, well, those movies were created in order to, you know, um, indoctrinate us, and, and the movies themselves are propaganda to make this seem normal. Hey, maybe that's true. I mean, it certainly is effective, so maybe it is true. Maybe Hollywood is tied into the powers that be, and they, they churned out all of these, you know, disaster movies and dystopian movies to make us like those stories and, and relate to those stories and relate to the people in those stories. And that's a, that's a big, that's a huge part of it, right? Everyone wants to be Katniss Everdeen or, you know, pick your character in whichever dystopian tale. And so when the dystopia comes, we have these, these visions of grandeur. We have these, these stories that we tell ourselves that we're going to be the resistance or whatever it may be, whatever side you're on, whatever character you, you grab onto, whatever it may be. We love it. We want it. The only, the only negative is that it, it's not zombies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Seriously, you know, how many zombie apocalypse things do we have, and, and we absolutely love them. However, you know kind of is zombies, right? Instead of going brains, they're saying masks, right? Virus, lockdown. I mean, they kind of are zombies. Why are they zombies? They're not, again, this is a little, it's a little more mean and black and white and hy hyperbolic than I, I, I want to get, but they're not thinking for themselves. They're not. They're doing what they're told. They're doing what the television tells them to do. They listen to their two minutes of hate, and they go about their lives. And when they see somebody without that mask on, they point and they yell. It's like uh, invasions of the body snatchers. It is, it, that's what we're living through, too. People love this. I, I think this is honestly a, a really important psychological point to make. Of wh why do people just listen? Why don't people investigate themselves? Because it fits. It fits what they actually enjoy. And, and people who are much smarter than me, who study psychology and 
and such things uh, probably could give you very good answers. Uh, we probably have a great deal of evidence to support that, you know, wh- whether it's a savior complex or something else. You know, again, the resistance being the underdog, everybody wants to be Katniss Everdeen or whoever it may be. I don't think there's any denying that. It's one of the reasons that these tales are so popular. And now we have the opportunity to, to live through that. And so people go along with it. And they're going along with the script. And you know what? A lot of the time those scripts have happy endings. Of course, <laughs> before the happy ending, all rights were taken away, people were being killed because of their opinion or put into camps or on lists. Oh, lists? Did I mention lists? Yeah, we're doing lists. <laughs> So, you know, before the happy ending, in order to be Katniss Everdeen, we have to get to the point where there's complete and total totalitarianism. But, you know, that aside, this is what we want. This is fun. We get to, you know, put three fingers in the air and volunteer and resist. It's sad, but it's true. And that's really the the level that a lot of people are operating on mentally and intellectually. It's that simple. So good news, everyone. Dystopia is here. Pick your character. And we, we had so much LARPing uh, this summer with the, the protests and the riots and everything. We can continue LARPing. Uh, we're, we're LARPing in, you know, uh, again, pick your, your zombie apocalypse or your dystopian nightmare, whatever it is. You get to pick. You pick your character. I know we just... Skipped ha- or missed Halloween here, but no reason to put the costumes away. We're all still wearing masks. I'm not. I hope you aren't either. I hope you are if you have a concern over your health and the health of your loved ones. But I hope you're not just because you're being told to. And I hope you're not, more importantly, because you've done your research and you've, you've realized that masks do not do anything. If you don't have an N95 mask, the particles of the virus are going to get through whatever other mask that you have. The ones that, uh, that, that you know, don't are, are dead virus anyway. The other mask alternatives are breeding grounds for the virus and can make things worse. So I hope these are the reasons that you don't wear masks. And I hope if, if you make a determination that there's an underlying condition or wherever it may may be where you feel more comfortable doing so that you do so. But I also hope that you're not yelling at anybody else because what that person does should be none of your business. Oh, but boy, if you're one of those people who like to tell people what to do, this is your year. And if you're one of those people who want to volunteer and resist, this is your time. Good news, everybody. It's here. We've reached the dystopia. Enjoy.